This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Sabin spoke. This is the Rich Eisen Show. To the media yesterday. I didn't really say that anybody did anything wrong. Is Jimbo lying? Oh, I have no problem with Jimbo at all. The Rich Eisen Show. He said he bought their players. Sabin said some sort of national leveling of the playing field on NIL. Earlier on the show, veteran NBA reporter Mark Stein, NBA on TNT analyst Kenny Smith. Coming up from HBO's Barry, actor Bill Hader, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, this is going to be a fun hour. Uh, I, I know it. I can feel it. I feel it in my bones, and I don't usually come on, uh, uh, you know, hour three and say stuff like that. Hour two, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, I feel it. I feel it. We got Bill Hader coming up in 20 minutes uh, and uh, his show, Barry, is directing a lot of these episodes. It has gotten darker and darker, but still has a, a sense of humor about it. And um, he is coming up in just a, a couple uh, of minutes time, 20 minutes to be exact, to talk about uh, the season three finale that's coming up next week. Um uh, this terrific HBO program, Barry, Bill Hader, is joining us shortly. Um, and uh, if you missed anything, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you may have missed. So a uh, lot, lot is, in fact, happening because there's many camps all over the place in the NFL. And we haven't really um, hit on some of that. And later on in this hour, Tua, Tua has spoken today. Oh, and uh, it seems like uh, Tua's getting a little salt in his diet, which is great. I saw oh. Mike McDaniel spoke today. Yeah, also. a little salt yeah, in his yeah, diet. Yeah. A little salt in his diet. Okay, yeah, I'm here yeah. for that. That's coming up later on in this hour. Also, Mike Trout spoke. Commissioner Mike Trout has spoken. <laughs> uh, like, should his nickname now be the commissioner? The commission. Commish. Right. Commissioner Trout has spoken. Uh, commissioner Trout's team, which has uh, suddenly hit a major swoon. Um, is playing right now. Uh, Otani uh, has been taken uh, deep um, by Matt Carpenter, who's been a terrific oh. addition for the Yankees. And Glaber Torres down 2 nothing as Cy Young Award candidate. And he damn straight is. Nestor Cortez is on the mound for the Yankees today in a double dip. Uh, could you imagine you're a Yankee fan uh, or New York fan, diehard Otani fan, and you have tickets to a game on Wednesday night and it gets rained out and it's like, hey, Thursday, Thursday 1 o'clock. Day, Thursday yeah. day, you got to go see him now. Uh, at any rate, so we'll hit on a lot. So there's a lot to pack into this third hour, especially since there's been uh, some news breaking in the NFL. Two retirements today in the NFL. Two very popular players, uh, one of whom's going to the Hall of Fame. We'll have that conversation in a second. Um, if there was a Hall of Fame for excitement, based on excitement alone, uh, pure uh, adulation, um, 
the remarkable, remarkable stretch of football that this man played um, in the NFL for nine different teams. Unreal. That this man played at a level that not only was fascinating and interesting, but also uh, unprecedented in terms of the number of opportunities he kept getting. If he was on your team and you were starting quarterback, you got to have your head on a swivel because <laughs> this guy was going to get the start at some point. And his name is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has announced his retirement wow. from the NFL. 2005 is when he first burst onto the scene out of Harvard. You know, it, you know, in the same way that, you know, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw were teammates right? Went to the same high school as Drew Brees. All those facts that you keep right. hearing over and over and over again. Right up at the top there is Ryan. Did you know Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? No way. Yeah, this no, just in. Har- like the Harvard? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. I had no idea. Like the Jerome Bettis is from Detroit. And this guy came in from <laughs> Harvard absolutely firing. And firing into windows he had no business thrown into. And certainly somebody smart enough to get into Harvard should know not to throw into those windows. <laughs> Don't make those passes. But, man, did he kept making those passes. Showed up, and he was with St. Louis with the Rams back in the day. Fresh-faced rookie out of Harvard. Look at him. Wow. There he is. I even look like That's him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, people. You could never pick that guy out of a line. By the way, if you gave me 100 bucks, I would not guess that that was him. No, of course not. <laughs> there he is. never seen that picture. There he is. And no, then, yeah, okay. look at that kid. Out of Harvard. Just he Harvard. does look like Goodwill Hunting, although he went to MIT, didn't he? Was he, was he? he was, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There you go. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Department of Economics out of Harvard University, went to the St. Louis Rams and then stopped for two years in Cincinnati and then showed up in Buffalo, New York. And he was there for four years. And then at some point, he got the chance to start. He got a chance to start. He played. He started all 16 games for the 2011 and 2012 Buffalo Bills. Best record, though, was 6-10. and 10. Tennessee Titans collected him then. Played one year there. You bet. He started nine games. Got a shot there. Went 3-6. and six. Then he went to the Houston Texans. You wound up starting 12 games there. It's just amazing. He goes to a spot, and you think, okay, he's our backup or he's our guy. We can, he can get you a few games here and there. And then he uh, he starts. So plants you start. Exactly what happened when he showed up at the Jets. That was Geno Smith's team. Gino. Until Geno apparently owed somebody some money, and uh, I.K. Enampali rearranged his jaw, and suddenly who's the starting quarterback? Ryan Fitzpatrick. And who started winging it around and gave the Jets a chance at the playoffs? Oh, okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he went 10-6 and six for those Jets in 2015. Then the Jets try to run it back with him and went three and eight in his eleven starts the next year. So the Bucks said, "Let's get him." Bucks said, "Let's get him," and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wound up giving him ten starts over two years, and that's when we began to truly fall in love with this guy because he would come up with five hundred yard passing games and then show up to post game press conferences looking like Conor McGregor. He really went for. He goes for it, man, with the shades and the beard and then as much hair on his chest than his beard. 
And we find out, you know, his family life, he's got tons of kids, he's a fun dad, and he's just going out there living his best life. Then the Bucks move on from him. He goes to Miami. Okay, what's he going to do there? Well, crush it like only he can. He wound up going there. There he is showing up in the pandemic, looking like, again, an hourglass, right? You can't tell which is the top, which is the bottom with his hair and his beard. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And he, was, and, he was, and he was showing two of the ropes, right? They even had to turn, they even had to turn back to him. They, they, they turned aside from him to give two of the gig, mm-hmm. even though Tua hadn't, quote-unquote, earned it. But he was Tua, and they drafted him in the top, you know, five. So they had to go to him, and they did. And Fitz was there as the consummate professional. At one point, they even turned back to him later in the season when Tua was struggling. And then he got a shot with the Washington football team, and I thought, like, this was it, man. He was going to be set up and get one more chance. Showed up at training camp his first day with this incredible blackboard like he was going to kindergarten, first day of year 17. His teacher is Mr. Rivera, 38 years old. He's 74 inches tall. His friends are Terry and Curtis, (laughs) as in McLaurin and Samuel. Happy first day indeed. And then he got hurt and never played Again, after one start with the Washington football team, that's it. Got hurt, and that's the end of that. Bummer. And we will not see the last of him. I hear he's going to Amazon. That's where I hear he's going. Ah. I think we're going to see him on Thursday nights. I think he's going to be great. And he's going to be a lot of fun. And I just hope he his opinions are like those missiles he would throw into tight windows. And I think fans are dig him. They love him. He's a likable guy with a head on his shoulders and uh, and a big future ahead of him. And I say to Ryan Fitzpatrick, good luck, sir. Thanks for everything. The last we saw of Ryan Fitzpatrick at an NFL game was in Buffalo in the stands during the wild card boat racing of the New England Patriots with his shirt off. And fans digging it. And every man, a Harvard man, Harvard. a man who just kept getting opportunity after opportunity and did what he could best with it and gave us so many thrills, so many incredible games, so many wonderful performances, a fantasy football darling for many years. Bio con Dios, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we'll see you on TV next. And then there's Frank Gore. Frank Gore is signing a one-day contract with the San Francisco 49ers to finally retire from the NFL. And the next time you see the inconvenient truth, who uh, uh, I nicknamed him, which is what I I gave him that nickname. This is way back in the day when he was, you know, running for the 49ers and the Al Gore documentary, The Inconvenient Truth was in theaters near you and very popular and Frank was crushing it for the Niners and I was doing the game day highlight show with Mooch and Dion on NFL Network the inconvenient truth he was exactly that came off the campus at Miami you take a look at the top 10 running back list the most prolific rushers in the history of the National Football League and Frank Gore is above Barry Sanders and beneath Walter Payton with exactly 16,000 rushing yards. Emmett's in the hall. Walter's in the hall. Barry Sanders is fourth on the list is in the hall. 
Adrian Peterson's going to the hall. Curtis Martin is in the hall. LaDainian Tomlinson is in the hall. Jerome Bettis is in the hall. Eric Dickerson's in the hall. Tony Dorsett's in the hall. Frank Gore's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And in case anybody's out there, and I am talking to the man across the studio from us here. I don't want to do this again. I know you don't want to do it again, and certainly on a day like this, but uh, you do give voice to a lot of people who feel like he's just a stat compiler. He's just stuck around for very long. And what did he really do? Um, here are two accomplishments. You say, well, what was the game that stood out? Unfortunately, when you lose the Super Bowl, it doesn't stand out for you. But Frank Gore in the Super Bowl in New Orleans on the 3rd of February 2013 in the Superdome against the Baltimore Ravens, 19 rushes for 110 yards and a score. It's entirely possible if Kaepernick does find Crabtree in the end zone and Jim is the Harbaugh who wins that day and not John. It's entirely possible. Frank Gore could have been in the mix for the most valuable player of that game. Kaepernick probably would have won it. I don't know. Ravens fans would have said the most valuable person of the game was whoever purposefully unplugged (laughs) the Superdome from the New Orleans electrical grid. As Ray Lewis to this day still contends. Kaepernick had a nice game that day. 300 yards and 60 rushing and a touchdown. He might have been the MVP and then have a whole different conversation about that, oh, too. Oh, he definitely would have been MVP with the 300, right. Chris. But Frank had a heck of a day. He did. He actually had a good playoff run. For and that he did. He did indeed. And then there's this particular statistic that I got from the NFL Network. When I asked, who is the oldest player to rush for 1,000 yards in a season? John Riggins and John Henry Johnson, both in the Hall of Fame, each had 1,000-yard rushing seasons in their age 35 season. How about that? Wow. Riggins in 84 had 1,239 rush yards, and John Henry Johnson had just over 1,000 yards, 1,048 in 1964. Only two other running backs have had 1,000-yard rushing yards in their age 31 season or older since 2010. Adrian Peterson had 1,042 in his age 33 season in 2018. And Frank Gore led the Colts in rushing in 2016 when he was 33 with 1,025 rushing yards. And um, in 2014, he was 31, and he had 1,106 rushing yards. Age 34. Correct. In 2014, he was 31. And he was... Age 34, correct, in Indianapolis. When he had 961 rush yards, 33 at 1,025. I mean, could you imagine? Will there, will, will, the question is, will we ever see a 1,000-yard rushing season from somebody age 33? Again. Not the way they're running through correct. running backs these days, Rich. Well, also, may, the, the running the ball is just not as emphasized. Might as not. As See it again. So but that stat alone shouldn't get you in the. I, I, I know that, but you put it all together. Sixteen thousand rush yards is no joke, man. Right. Honestly, Emmett Walter. Great? I know that, but he doesn't want to go there again. He says he doesn't want to go there again. He, he thinks Ryan Fitzpatrick should be in the Hall of Fame. Ryan Fitzpatrick has had a more memorable career than Frank Gore. Yeah, I got to be honest. When you were giving your Ryan Fitzpatrick soliloquy and saying all the excitement, I. I, I don't, 
223 touchdowns and 169 picks. No, I, he never started I'm over not saying he should be games. in the Hall of Fame in a million years. Oh, no, I, I, I don't agree with yeah, him but I mean, by any stretch I of the imagination. I think romanticizing the guy a Well, because, you no, know, I mean, look, in the day and age where there's conversation like this on shows like this, there's social media where you you now see immediately what people say right after a game or look like right after a game, and you see people having fun. It's There's, there's less fun sometimes. You know, we live in a day and age where a guy shows up with a backwards ball cap and a phone going to a to going to a, a, a post game show, and he goes on his show the next day and says that's indicative of somebody not taking the job seriously. Like that's the world we live in. Uh, like like heart attack funny, right? And then Fitz shows up, and he's got chest hair and beard and all that stuff and a tracksuit and whatever. So of course you're gonna that that's fun. There's not enough of that. Also, and it's Gore, endearing. Frank Gore but never Frank, showed us any personality. But Frank, Frank is a different guy. He's yeah. a, it's just a different cat from a different spot, different place, different lot in life. And what he's done with his life is unbelievable. And in terms of football and what you put down on the field and in the record books, this guy is a surefire Hall of Famer and should make it five years from today. That's the way I view him. Let's take a break. Bill Hader of Barry. When we come back on HBO on the Rich Eisen Show, this will be fun. Don't go anywhere. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports uh, Audio, Sirius XM, Channel 85, our Odyssey app, or the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio listeners, coast to coast. Love this guy, man. Love his television show, even though it's gotten very, very dark this year. 
It's as, it's as terrific a program as there is on television. It's called Barry, and it airs Sunday uh, Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern on HBO, uh, available for streaming on HBO Max the next day uh, as well. Um, and then also, by the way, we had Stephen Root on just a few weeks ago, correct? He plays Fuchs. Correct. And we have Henry Winkler on next week. Oh, That's how it shows you how much we love this program. Uh, the Primetime Emmy Award winner for lead actor in this very comedy series, twice over, is back here on The Rich Eisen Show. Bill Hader. How you been, Bill? Hey, how are you guys? Pretty good. How's that, uh, how, how was that introduction? Did I, did I get it verbatim yeah. as, as I got it <laughs> yeah, from your people? Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah. And just so you know, the show gets way darker. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so here's the deal. I've, I've, I've got three small children. Uh, well, not, yeah. not so oh, small. not be watching. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they should not be anywhere near it. They're 13, 11, and 8. So my wife and I have to make sure that they're not only in bed, but staying in bed. And they're, they're yeah. way out before it. So... Um, I'm, I'm through, we're through episode four of this season. Oh, okay. 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 So I'm a couple behind, but, um, I can already sense though that it just gets so much worse. Well, <laughs> I can, I, I could sense, I could sense that, 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 that midnight is kind of, kind of struck for Barry in terms of trying yeah. to live this double life. It's just not working out anymore. Yeah. 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 It gets, it gets, it gets way worse. I mean, that's the funny thing when the, the season finale um, we have this very nice guy who does the co- who is a colorist on the episodes, which is in post production. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, usually it takes me a day with one of these episodes, but the finale took him a couple of days because he kept on having to take breaks. <laughs> really? It was, too, it was too intense. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because yeah. there, there, are, there are some moments uh, again where it looks like you've got to go to a particularly dark place. I mean, how, mm. how, how are you getting to that place, Bill? Do I have to be genuinely I concerned? Here? I don't know. Oh no. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's just you're playing the character, and right. You know, it's only a matter of time before the guy, uh, everything starts coming to a head. You know, so it was always. I, I feel like since the the series started. Mm-hmm what you're seeing has always been underneath. And I think when we started reading or writing season three, it was like, okay, now this stuff can all start coming to the surface because he's cornered, you know? So you're kind of seeing the real guy, but yeah, people going, Oh, Barry's so mean and he's so awful. And I'm going, well, he's kind of always been this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he killed his best friend, you know, for doing nothing, <laughs> you know, in the first season. I mean, you know, he's not a good guy. Well, I, and and I kind of like sometimes too, Bill, the commentary uh, on this town and this business as well that uh, that lurks and bubbles beneath the surface and sometimes pops up. That a psychotic a psychopath could be a successful actor uh, in yeah. this town and get gigs and get parts. And then you know, uh, I, I've been enjoying just a, a little stroll down history of uh, again the Henry Winkler character, the uh, acting coach now, former acting coach in uh, Mr. Cousineau um, running into other people from his acting career who despise him, <laughs> including Joe Montaigne. That was a great little Joe cameo. Montaigne is a great guy. He's in episode five as well, and he is the greatest guy. Huge Cubs fan. We just talked about the Cubs and uh, just one of the nicest guys on the planet. You know, he played golf with Michael Jordan once, and I got to ask him about that. And I don't know, he's just... You know, and he he was like, can I improvise? And I said, yeah, you know, do whatever you want. He goes, you know, doing all those mammoth plays, you can't change a word. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, right. 
you originated, you know, Richard Rama and Glengarry Glen Ross. I mean, the guy's, you know, he's a legend, you know, so that we were really excited to have him there. Was he ever, uh, did you meet him on SNL? Did you, did you guys no, go no, back to him? The first time I ever met him was when I called him and said, would you be interested in playing yourself? Because, you know, a lot of actors don't want to play themselves, which is totally understandable. Sure. And he, you know, I was like, are you comfortable with this? And he, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and so that why'd you choose joe montaigne how did that come it about it kind of was perfect you know sherry thomas our casting director we had this part we said it'd be great if you ran into somebody that kusno came up with who made it you know yes and we had a list of people and on that list was joe montaigne and we just went yeah joe montaigne he'd be amazing and and would he do it and then he was so game and so um played it so real <laughs> You know, he didn't try to push the comedy or anything. And he was really great. But the restraining you know? order that he needed uh, is not, that's not real, Bill. I mean, he needed a restraining <laughs> Well, having him, Henry Winkler, and Fred Melamed on set one day was just one of the most fun things ever because those guys have so many stories and they've been around for so long and just been working forever. And they were so funny together. It was just fun having them those three guys in the scene together. Again, because, so cool. you know, and, and Bill Hader here on the Rich Eisen Show, we're talking about Barry, Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern on HBO. Um, I, you know, I, I can't get past, even though he's so terrific in this, and I do get lost in the scene, so let's not, I'm not telling any terrible tales out of school here, but, I mean, this is the Fonz, right? I mean, like, that's yeah. the end and end all be all, um, and he's just one of the sweetest people in real life, Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah, right? he really is so nice. He brings food to the set, even though there's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He I brings go, his. Giant, I go, like, Henry, we have a whole craft service truck. And he goes, I know, but Stacy, my wife, she made this cake. <laughs> and I just, the crew has to have just a little piece of it. You know, <laughs> he is just so. And he's always, you know, he said one time, if you have like a disagreement with him, um, how to play a scene. And we, we, we had a couple. And I go, no, you know, Henry, I really think it's. This and it, it never gets tense. He just kind of states his piece of I, I feel like it should be this, and I go I hear you, but I think for the purpose of this, maybe go this way with it, and let's try it. You know, just give me a shot this way, and just see how it feels. And he'll do it, and then he'll come over to me and hug me, and he goes, "Within your structure is freedom." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah, it was like a fortune cookie. I was like, right. Thank you. <laughs> that is fantastic. You, uh, you got a good story f at all that he's told that, uh, oh, that, that well, sticks out in your mind? Well, I will say for Happy Days, the thing that was wild was we were shooting the ending of season two where he sits up in bed and realizes, mm -hmm. you know, that Barry you know, killed, uh, or that, that Fuchs is saying Barry killed um, Janice Moss, his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And we we're shooting that scene, which is the last shot of the whole season, and we're trying to make it work. And that was when he chose the moment, because we were on stage 19 at Paramount, and he said, you know, this is where we did Happy Days. <laughs> and the whole place just went dead silent. <laughs> and we went, I said, I will say that again? <laughs> He goes, this is where we did Happy Days. And immediately, what do you think the first thing everybody said was? 
was can you turn the lights out by just hitting the wall or something like that? Where is the jukebox? I was close. Where was it? Yeah, exactly. And he goes, oh, I'll show you. And we took a 45-minute break (laughs) where everybody just walked around, and he walked us and just painted the picture of what the Happy Days set. And he goes, I would stand here, and then I would, you know, and... And this, there's the audience and everything, and we just were like, you know, it's, you know, he, to me, he was television. It was like Mickey Mouse and the Fonz. Like, it was like, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's like your, your TV. And then there he is. And he'll go into Fonzie sometimes, and when he does, you're just like, this, what's happening? <laughs> and I'm his boss. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's happening? I believe a different ABC show at the time. But, yeah. you know, so, yeah. but, uh, oh, so yeah. what's happening was a totally different era. <laughs> yes, it definitely was. Shout but out to the rerun. next season on Barry, we're going to get the whole back <laughs> Bill Hader here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so uh, your co-creator and uh, collaborator on this is Alec Berg, um, who has a history of terrific comedy from, obviously, Silicon Valley, most recently Curb, uh, Seinfeld, and things of that nature. Um, I am friendly with him, and I said, you were coming on today. And I'm like, what should I ask him? And he sent me just one line back on an email, uh, Bill, saying, ask him to do his Hawaiian accent. Hawaiian accent. Yes. Oh, what? Oh, you know what? We have a guy named, and maybe someone is this guy named Gavin Kleintop, who's our first AD, who uh-huh. I love, and he's from Hawaii. Uh-huh. But forever we thought he was from New York. Because <laughs> he talks like, all right, guys, here we go. Like, he's very, like, blunt and to the point. And then you're like, where'd you grow up? And he's like, I grew up on Maka Laka Laka Street. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we. Just so yeah, that was the that was That's the it? bit that we would do. Was, oh, it was man. more of like a New York accent, but being like, "Hey, when I grew up on the island, you know." No kidding. I even yeah. I, I had no idea. That, yeah, it that, wasn't that funny, and I apologize for that. Uh, no, don't apologize for anything. I'm, Alec Berg should be a better producer than that, man. No, yeah, it's Alec. Um, I think a better. Uh, yeah, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, weren't you the one telling me that Alec, when he puts, yes, like a big. Yes. Telescope? No, what I told you is he, he there's a, you know, uh, a device where you can tell on the golf course how far you're currently standing from the flagstick. I mean, it's yeah. and and it's a device that people use after they've driven the ball. They're 200 yards out or 180 yards out so, and and actually does help decide which club to use in order to make sure you get the green. He used it when he's standing 10 feet from the hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he started like he's standing there on that's, the that's edge bad. of the green he's on the apron right there and it's yeah, just like bad. 20 it's maybe a 20 foot <laughs> chip and he's standing there with this and i just turn i'm like really like are you yeah. really doing that like i i only human i've ever seen do that ever yeah he's yeah. an interest yeah he's an interest that that makes that totally tracks <laughs> the thing everybody at barry right now is obsessed with Sports really why is that whole Jock Peterson getting hit thing? <laughs> it is my favorite. I don't know if he understands. Like, cause I'm friends with John Boy, so I keep texting him, going, "What's happening?" Right. <laughs> so he texts me stuff, and then uh, Ryan Johnson, the director. Like, there's so many vast people, friends of mine, who are all uh, you have sending me. You know, have you seen this? Like, even not even like baseball fans, just going like. 
this is the craziest, weirdest thing. And then we all kind of wa- looked at the meme that he sent, and we were all kind of fascinated by, like, that pissed him off. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bill, I think I think the, the thing, because trust me, we have parsed this out. I don't know. So what am I missing? We, like, are you guys surprised by this? Or? We have parsed this out like it's yes. the biggest story in the history of sports. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, because it is. A- but by the way, it's not because it's we're we're bored and we're trying to pass the time until football starts. But no, this truly is one of the greatest sports stories of all time. <laughs> because I, I don't I don't know what fascinates me more: the fact that this was a fantasy football yeah. argument that then a meme within the chat got things sideways, or the fact that he's been sitting on this spite for seven months. <laughs> And on sight slaps him. On sight. On sight. The video of him hitting him, to me, looks like an elementary school fight. (laughs) And then Jock Peterson, when he's showing the thing, he's dressed like a third grader. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's got a knapsack on. There's something very, like, and he's so kind of contrite about it. And like, I don't know. But here's, and him describing the meme is one of the most surreal and funny things I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it, was, it, like, had, like, it had like Stephen Wright delivery. <laughs> you know? Like, he, it had that cadence and sort of underscored aspect, but then the, the hat looking askew, like Bazooka Joe yeah, is like the it, look it he really had. It really was like I expected him to take like, you know, a stick and a tire and be like, all right, guys, see you later, and then run off. <laughs> like a little, like our gang was like, hey, Jack, come on. And then all of a sudden we find out Mike Trout is the commissioner, like one of the most famous baseball players on planet Earth. And And he's like, I'm out. I don't want to talk about this. He's like, I can't talk about this. There's nothing better. It just gets It really hits so many facets where you're like, what? Because, again, I don't know that much about baseball, Mm -hmm. but I have been asking friends, and everybody is just going like, okay. I got call. You know, it's one of the things when you text, hey, can you explain this Sam Jock fight? And it's the next text is, let me call you. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much to type. Even Texas. <laughs> it's too much to type. So we. I can't, I can't text it. Let me just call you. Oh, so, so we handled it the only way we could, which is to come up with the top 10 fantasy team names with the word fam in it <laughs> to piss him off even more. Uh, we came. I up, wouldn't want to make that guy. Better. I know. Wham, wham, bam. Thank you, fam. Uh, um, uh, another one was uh, uh, fam goes the dynamite. That's our favorite one. Uh, we we silence did of the fam. silence, silence of the fams. Family feud. Family feud. Brian Kelly's family. That's yeah, good. Yep. The if, it, if, it's, if it's ba- if it's basketball jock fams volume one. <laughs> I do not like green eggs and fam. Yeah, we did it all. Oh, we did it all. We just kept going and going because oh it's too much. It's too good. It's too I'm good. I'm nervous for you guys. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make that guy mad. <laughs> I don't want to get slapped. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, the video does look like you're on a playground and you should yell for a teacher or something. Going like, whoa, 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 Mrs. Jenkins. <laughs> so you guys are you guys are all talking about it and bar- on, on, on yeah, in the bar community. It's become the editors. Um, Post people, writers, Fantastic. Uh, our producer who doesn't care anything about baseball. <laughs> Everybody's just like, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs>
Like, Can we get to the bottom of this? And oh, I was like, this is wild. It sure is, man. Just every step of it is like if you put it in a comedy, you would go, oh, but we can't dress him like a third grader. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, th- this would have to be an S- like if SNL was in season. This would have yeah, to. Yeah, we- exactly. Well, you couldn't do it. It's like it's like it's done. It's, it's, it's done. Like, <laughs> it. <laughs> it is done. It's, it's done. true. It's like going like. <laughs> Like, you know, cook the turkey. The cookie's, the turkey's cooked. You can't improve on it. <laughs> it's like we're served it. Oh, like, my God. Done. Well, Bill, uh, congrats on another amazing season of Barry. Uh, is, thanks, bud. Is there a season four, do you think, or yeah, what? Yeah, we're working on a season four right now. And okay. That, that starts shooting in, fair, like, a couple months, yeah. Well, uh, it's fantastic. I'm so thanks, happy Al. about that. I'm so I, – I can't wait to finish the end of this season and then see uh, yeah, season the four. Kids. Way far away. It gets very dark. So keep them away. <laughs> Definitely make sure that they're in bed. We'll wait 15 minutes, a nice 15-minute yeah, yeah. grace period, and then we'll yeah, yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Please. <laughs> you take care of yourself, Bill Hader. Thanks you again buddy. for the call, brother. You guys. Thanks again. There's Bill Hader, everybody. <laughs> Bill Hader is one of the goats. <laughs> yeah, he is. Amazing. I love that. He's like, did you see this? And you sent in the text. Did you see this thing? And then yeah. I'll call you. Let me call, call, call you. Let me call you. Let me call you. <laughs> It's like, I can't even be bothered to type this out. No, I have to it, speak this to you. It would be one of those things, like, it would be so long. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, talk to text. No, I got to. Every time he's on, my sides hurt. I just laugh. He giggles, too. Yeah, I got to, like, massage my cheeks Oh, my gosh. And, uh, All right, so, so Mike Trout has spoken. We got a hit on that. <laughs> and Tua has spoken as well. Salty Tua. Whoa. I've never heard Salty Tua. Before, it's, so. it's, it, it, it re, I, I haven't heard it. It yeah. reads Salty. on okay. the page as if there's a little salt into his diet. Oh, let's see it. Oh, my man. It's coming up next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> That's funny. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's take uh, the phone call. Dave in Baltimore is just chiming in before we uh, head out of Dodge. What's up, Dave? Good afternoon, Rich. Please indulge me. I actually am a native Buckeye. I bleed scarlet and gray. Okay. However, Mr. Rich Eisen from the school up north, (laughs) I want to compliment you as an old radio executive for many years. Okay. You you do something that is gold, gold medal, blue ribbon better than anybody. And I listen to every talk show out there. When you interview people, when you interview people, it's, tell us about your reporting, Mark Stein. John Harbaugh, tell us what you found out. You always, so thankfully, say people's names in the middle of a show where others, and I mean so many others on the national level, Rich, say, <laughs> never say the name, and they talk for 20 minutes, and you don't know who they're talking to. So I want to compliment you and thank you for thank your you. professionalism, wow. for your intellect, and also <laughs> for doing mentioning people's names in the middle of interviews. Thank you. No, I appreciate that, Dave, and I appreciate you saying what you said and leading with your chin the way that you did. And interesting how you say it's gold standard and blue ribbon. You know those two colors are uh, associated with the finest of the fine. <laughs> And you know what you put those together, what's what school up north uh it's maze. maze. It's kind of like maze standard, but you understand what I'm saying, right, Dave? That was quick, Rich. I didn't even think of that. Compliments to you again. Thank you, sir. Safe driving there. You go there's there goes Dave and and Balmer. Right there. Dave walked into that one. By the way, I believe it's twenty years ago today the wire first premiered. No way, really. I think speaking of Baltimore. Wow. I think I saw that today on my Twitter feed. So, look, everybody thinks um, uh, Tua is not the guy in Miami. There's a lot of people who think that. There's, there, there's no gray area with Tua. Let's, let's start with oh, that. Oh, no. I mean, you either think, real, you either think he has no shot in this league. He's just a guy who just happened to have one great throw for Alabama one time and then one season where he wasn't the same guy and he got hurt. And the Dolphins were had by him when he made that one throw and he had them at hello. There's one, that's one end. And then there's the other end where you love him no matter what because you love who he is, you love what he stands for, you love the inside. You ignore the film, that's the sense that people have because they call them Tuanon. Those are the Tuanon people. Tuanon, it's real. And so the Dolphins' uh, social media uh, outfit didn't really do him many favors when they, they, they had him. They showed a video of him throwing to Tyreek Hill in practice because they're very excited that Tyreek Hill is now there. Yep. And, and they had – and the, the ball wasn't one of those – let's just, let's just put it this way. It wasn't one of those classic NFL films, zero in tight on the zoom on, on, tight zoom on the spiral, out. right? And you pull out and it hits yeah. a guy in stride. Tyreek had to like slow down to grab and the. It was a little wobbly. It, it, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And so that that was fodder for the uh, the first crowd I mentioned, which is that he's not the guy. Well, Tua hears a lot about the first crowd, and I think he heard a lot about what the first crowd latched onto with his uh, with that social media video. 
And this is what he had to say about uh, about people's opinions of his play and viability to lead the Dolphins where they have a roster that can be led to. You know, for me, it's just zone that out. I mean, we come out to practice, everyone else, Twitter warriors, you know, keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them. You know, they're not out here practicing with us working hard. So uh, I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek, but... I don't know about you, but that looked like money. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Salty Tua. Salty Tua. Let me tell you something, Tua. Let me tell you something, Tua. I like the salt in your diet. Wow. I like it. I like it. More salt in the Tua. Diet will serve everyone appropriately. Maybe that's Mike McDaniel, right? Maybe he's bringing a little bit of that heat. You know, man. Well, you know that video got out of Tua throwing a pass to Tyreek Hill, and it was just a little flutter. But people took that one video and ran with it. Well, you heard what the media said: we're not allowed to shoot it, we can't shoot it. But he's like, "That was money." Look at him puffing his chest out. Tua's like, you wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym? Like, like Drake. <laughs> I'd love it. I mean, look at him with his chest out. He's like, you're, you're yeah. Twitter fingering and we're out here working. Let's go, Salty Tua. I'm he here should, you know what, warriors. he shouldn't shave either. Like, get the beard going. Like Fitzmagic? Nah, I mean, it's only one okay. Fitzmagic All beard. Right. Like, like he's Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about some... <laughs> Little like scruff. Barry, like the current Barry yeah, on sure. HBO. Little, like a, little, little little, yeah, like he's just, you know what? Mean it up a little bit. Um, yes. We want a better fate yeah. for two than Barry. Then come out, man. come out. You know, I know he, and, and I know he has the, the eye block sometimes. Mm-hmm. Come out like John Randall. Start barking at people. There's the, <laughs> he's got, I mean, he's got the facial going. hair he does. But you know what? It's too, it's too manicured. Like he's taking care of it. <laughs> well, it's still Miami, Rich. He's still a single man in Miami, Rich. You know what else should, he should do he's is he should Miami. start staring at people as soon as he's done with his answers. Did you see that throw? <laughs> did you? <laughs> Maybe you should <laughs> add a little battery. Like, did you? Did you? How he pretended you? to catch it. It was a good throw. Play that one more time. I, I didn't hear I'm one here. more time. We need a remix of this. Here we go. Salty Tua. Salty Tua. Hit it. You know, for me, it's just zone that out. Zone that out. I mean, we come out to practice. He's not zoning it out. Everyone else. He's not. Warriors, He's everything. You know, the keep warriors. warriors, whatever you want yeah. to call them. Fingers. Who are these no, they're not out here practicing Lockers. with us working hard. So. Yeah, they're not there. Uh, we doing I don't know thing. if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek. You see that? Yeah. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. That needs to be a drop. That I don't know about you. Drop. I don't know about you, like but that money. looked like that money. That's like a new money. drop. That's, That's a new drop. drop. That's That's a new okay, drop. okay. Got it. <laughs> he said it, and he said it yes. with Rich. How do you say it? With his chest. Yes. With attitude. Man. Yes. With attitude. salt. With his chest. A little vinegar. Yeah, a little like, did salt you see that? A little sea salt and vinegar chip right there. Hey, I'm picking it. The Dolphins are winning the AFC. Oh, That's it right talking now. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Settle down just sorry, a little sorry, bit, says sorry, our Bills fan, Mike Hoskins. <laughs> All right, let me take that just, back. I forgot about the Bills. Okay? Yeah, I forgot oh, about that guy. Oh, 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 I got caught up in the moment. All right. <laughs> salty Tua. Yeah, Salty Tua. Yeah. I like it. I'm here for it. 
before you go out the door, before you go out the door, Mike Trout was supposed to meet with the media yesterday before the Yankees-Angels game that eventually got rained out. It was planned because not only does the New York market want to get a shot at the, you know, so-called or discussed modern-day Mickey Mantle, but a lot of reporters from Philly and South Jersey came up because he's going to Philadelphia next, and they want to write stories about him coming back home. We see him at Eagles games, right, all the time in his Eagles uniform, his Eagle jersey sometimes, right? Because he's a football fan. As we found out, he is the commissioner of the Fantasy League that led Tommy Pham to be so angered by Jock Peterson's either illegal rostering or uh, uh, uncaring meme sending (laughs) that he slapped him across the face, earned a three-game span. This is this. We we can't stop talking about it. (laughs) Without baby powder. This is what Mike Trout had to say about it yesterday. He's you know, a- I talked to Tom. Yeah, I talked to Jock. Yeah, everybody in, in, in that was part of it. You know, just passionate about fas- uh, fantasy football. So. You resign this What's that? Am I going to resign? Uh, I haven't made that decision. I don't know. <laughs> but every commissioner I know always gets booed. So. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it, it's like I said, you know, Tommy and everybody in that in, 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 was that, that was involved in that. You know, very passionate about fantasy football. I think uh, a lot of people, you know, put their put their hearts to it, and I do too. I lost that league, so I, I have nothing to do with it. So. Did Jack break the rules? Now, you're the commissioner, uh, so do the last word. I'm not answering them questions, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's in the past. Um, you know, like I said, you guys are dragging it on, but uh, it's a, it's a legendary fantasy football league for sure. He's like, I can't believe I'm have to talk about this sort of thing, right? So we found out twelve men. 12-man league. Okay. $10,000 buy-in, $10,000 penalty for finishing in last. Oh. Wait, wait, and, wait. And Tommy Pham left it. So you pay 10 to buy in. Yeah. And if you come in last, it's another, another 10. 10. Maybe he wants That's big his boy money stuff, back. Though, Chris. That's big boy stuff. Maybe he hit Jock with the receipts. Wow. Yeah. This isn't over by a long shot. Jeez. 